what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We are on episode 51 of my little gaming show where once a week I talk about video games, be that old video games from my past, current games that I'm playing right now, games from my backlog, games from my retro backlog, versus series, top tens, you name it. If it's gaming, I'm all about it. So, welcome to the GX GamerCast. This week we will be talking about Super Giants Pyre, a game that has been in my backlog for years, and I have finally gotten to that game. So we will be reviewing that game in a moment. But before we get to that, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week. And I always encourage my listeners out there, let me know what you've been up to over the last little bit. If you've been watching a really awesome TV show, saw a really awesome movie recently, or a video game that you're just so addicted to, you just you just need to let me know about it. I'm all ears. I love a good recommendation, man. There's just so much damn media and everything out there. There's no way I can keep my finger on everything. So movies, TV shows, video games, they sometimes slip through the cracks. And I love people trying to sell me on playing a game that they really like or a movie or a TV show. So let her rip, y'all. Send me an email, message on Twitter, comment on YouTube, wherever you want to. I'm all ears, so you're welcome. And let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week. Let's start off with a movie I watched. I watched the movie Air. So that one, I believe that's on... Ooh, shit, I don't really remember where that one might be. It's going to be on Prime, Crave, and or Netflix. I think it's on Prime, but this is the story of... Michael Jordan signing the Nike shoe deal way back in the day. This is before Nike was was anything, really. I mean, they were lo- one of the lower-end shoe companies at that time. It was all about Adidas, baby. My Adidas. Great song. Um, but it was a solid movie, man. I, I already knew about this whole shoe deal thing. It's just obviously this movie went into more depth. And I will just say right now, they're, they really didn't, like, Michael Jordan is so, like, on the back burner of this movie. They really focus in on the agent and the agency, uh, the guys that work at Nike trying to sign Michael Jordan. It really focuses in on his mother and his father. I mean, his dad is in the movie, too, but it really focuses in on the mom and the agent. Michael Jordan, literally, it's not even him. I don't think it is, but... Uh, the actor that plays him says one word, and you don't ever see his face and shit. So I kind of like the fact that they didn't like they really didn't focus in on Michael Jordan. That's like the easy thing to do. Like Michael Jordan is so fucking awesome. I already I spent a whole summer uh, when the Last Dance documentary came out. I watched that like three times. Fell in love with Michael Jordan. Fell in love with the NBA, and I went back and I rewatched all. All of, of the six championship runs of the Bulls in the 90s, man. And I just, oh my god. So I already learned a lot about that shoe deal during my whole Michael Jordan summer. Where I just loved the guy and I couldn't get enough everything Michael Jordan. But it was a well done movie. You know, you got Matt Damon in there. Kind of, play. he's playing the agent and he's a little plump and stuff. But it was a good story, man. I, I hope it really stayed true to... Uh, how it actually went down. From what I can remember, it seemed pretty legitimate. I don't know how much, like, they really pushed that uh, Michael Jordan's mom was all in charge of a lot of his business workings. I'm not saying that she's not. It's just, to my memory, I thought his dad was doing more of that stuff, but I just know his family was a very smart family. They knew what they were doing. They knew the asset that they had in their son, and it was a groundbreaking deal back then. Like, players did not 
get that kind of deal back then, I would recommend watching the movie, especially if you didn't, if you're not aware of that shoe deal and how all of that went down. It's quite interesting. I got a good enjoyment out of that movie. It's not like a put down everything you must see. It's just a solid ass movie. I really did enjoy it. Matt Damon was very solid. Of course, Ben Affleck is in there. You can't have a Matt Damon movie without Ben Affleck, but he, he was solid in there. He has this cool pur- purple Porsche. And yeah, I just, I love biographies or bioptics or movies that are based on reality, things that really happen. So definitely going to get my recommendation because I just kind of love those kind of movies. All right. So that's the only movie that I watched. I've really been wanting to watch that Dungeons and Dragons movie. I'm hoping I can get that in this week so I could talk about it on the next episode. But uh, yeah, that one's really on my docket. I finally finished off the show Baskets. Four seasons, done. I rarely get through TV shows that fast, but it was a very easy watch. Solid comedy show. It's it's not like straight sitcom kind of comedy. It's a very different brand. Uh, you might want to call it cringe humor or whatever, but I enjoyed it. Like It also had like kind of a nice wholesome story, especially in the fourth season where they kind of wrap it all up in a nice little bow. Zach Galifianakis... I love the guy ever since, obviously, The Hangover, but I've kept up with some of his other stuff, and he was fantastic in the show, playing multiple characters with kind of a two very different characters, yeah, but I enjoyed the characters in the show. It didn't, like, make me burst out laughing a whole bunch of times, but I thought it was a really enjoyable show. It might be under a lot of people's radar. I have never heard anybody talk about this show, but if you're looking for a good, solid comedy show that, yeah, I mean... Baskets, really good shit. I like that show quite a bit, but I just don't think it's for everybody. So I don't know, maybe check out a trailer or something like that. Eh? And of course, still going through succession, baby. We're getting there. We're getting there. I'm about halfway through season four, the final season. I was way off on my predictions of what I thought maybe might happen. Shit hit the fan and oh, fuck yeah. Again, I'm just very much so enjoying it, just sitting back and I'm just watching this fucking train wreck of a show. It's an absolute train wreck. And I'm just waiting for the ultimate like backstab. I know it's coming. I'm just waiting to see who's going to pull off, pull it off or, or whatever. I'm just, I, I have a very strong suspicion that it's not going to have a happy ending. I feel like that's, there's no way it's going to end happily. I, I would be very upset if it has a happy ending for succession, but yes, what a, it's a great show. I, I'm upgrading it to great, not good. It's great. And my wife is going to watch it at some point, she said as well. So that's pretty freaking cute. And that's all the TV shows and stuff. Oh, I also started watching season two of The Bear. I, I loved the first season. I was absolutely, I'm not really blown away. I just t- put it on one day and I couldn't stop watching it. Loved season one and season two. Off to a decent start so far. You know, it's, it's, it's early, but um, there's the one character. I, I'm not sure if I like her all that much. I can't remember. I think her name might be Zoe, but she's the young female chef who's, very talented. I just don't really like her acting. She's just kind of like, eh, but well, we'll see. She might grow on me, but uh, all I know is that the dude from, oh, he was Lip in in Shameless. Love that guy. He's such a good freaking actor. So yeah, it's a really good show about uh, restaurants. So yeah, I would recommend checking out The Bear. Been watching that. Hopefully, I'll probably get through that one really quickly, I would imagine. And let's talk about video games now. So I started playing 
theater rhythm final bar line. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so happy I bought this game, y'all. This game fucking rules. Absolutely loving it so far. Put in a few hours on it so far. I've cleared, I think, like four titles. So it's a, a rhythm game with all the Final Fantasy music from every game, man. Like, they even got Final Fantasy Tactics in there. They got the new Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I am impressed. And I even downloaded, they had the Chrono Trigger songs. I couldn't resist downloaded those immediately i just got those today so i haven't had a chance to play them yet so freaking excited but wow this game is fucking awesome i love rhythm games i mean rock band i've put thousands and thousands of hours into rock band guitar hero and you know i haven't really played these ones this is more of a you're using your face buttons and your directional uh what do you call analog stick and stuff oh my goodness dude if you even slightly like Final Fantasy or rhythm games, you're gonna love this. The music, obviously, out of fucking control. It is Final Fantasy 1 till Final Fantasy 15 music, and I am just fucking smitten with this game, man. Absolutely smitten. I am loving it. I am just working my way through, playing the songs, and oh my god, I'm just, yes. If, if It feels as good as like when I first started playing Rock Band and Guitar Hero, where I, I'm not on the hardest difficulty. I have to work my way up to it, and I'm just slowly getting better, and they have all the characters from Final Fantasy you can unlock and play as, and it's like kind of an RPG, like you get scores throughout the song and you're trying to beat like enemies and stuff it might get its own episode i don't know just yet but oh my god am i ever in love with this game right now absolutely loving it i cannot freaking wait to play the chrono trigger songs they even have like they have other series as well there's like near automata songs they have xeno gears or something like that they have a good amount of dlc so yeah i could see myself playing this game for like years this is what an excellent purchase. I am so happy. And thank you to the Optional Boss Podcast for recommending that game to me. So, nah, another another home run from the Optional bo- uh, Podcast. They always recommend me fantastic games that I love. So, yes, I would highly recommend you check out that Theater Rhythm game. It is fucking spectacular. I think it is even on sale right now on the on the eShop or whatever. It might not be by the time you're listening to it, but definitely put it on your radar. Don't let this one skip you by. It is so much fun, especially if you like rhythm games, man. You're going to fucking love it. So I've been playing the absolute shit out of that game. I also started up Prey, the 2017 Prey, not the old Xbox 360 Prey, but this one's from Arcane Studios. They made, uh, well, I don't know if they specifically made Dishonored or Deathloop, but this Prey game, you can definitely feel, it feels like Dishonored. It's a first-person game with uh, sci-fi theming to it. I don't know if I, like, really am into it that much. It's not at all the game I thought I was going to be playing. I was really just kind of looking for a sci-fi first-person shooter, and this is definitely not that. It's... More on the side of Dishonored, where you're kind of sneaking around, and there's aliens and stuff. I wouldn't exactly pin it as Dishonored in space, but it is very, very close to that. Uh, I have, I struggled playing through it the first, like, hour and a half or two there, because I was just... I wanted to play a run-and-gun action shooter, and, like, it's not bad. You kind of have to sneak around at first. You're very, very weak at the beginning, and everything kills you quite quickly until you start powering up. I'm about five or six hours into it. 
I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but I'm trying I'm 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 playing it. You know, I don't hate it. It's just not exactly what the doctor ordered, so I'm kind of just playing it because I I really love Dishonored and I love Deathloop. So like it's definitely a game that I'm liking. It's just not necessarily what I want to play, but I'm playing through it. I'm enjoying it. It's uh I don't know. The story is I can't follow the story whatsoever ever. I'm not really bothered with the story, but uh, yeah, it's kind. Of, if you like Dishonored games, you'll probably get a kick out of Prey. I'm playing it on the PlayStation Plus Premium thing. It was on there. It's been on my list for a long time. I kind of let Prey 2006 or seven. I think it's a little bit too late to play that one, but you never know. I might go back and try and track that game down because it seems more of what I want. Seems more first persony. This one, it's more you got like. Uh, abilities, you got weapons, but most of them are kind of like neutralizing weapons, like kind of darts that'll put them to sleep and shock things that'll put them down. You do have a shotgun and stuff, but limited ammo. There's this goo gun that kind of, you shoot this goo at things and it freezes them. So like the objective is not to necessarily run in guns a-blazing. You can, you're just going to die a lot like I did at the beginning. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, we'll have to report next time on that one and see how I'm very on the fence with Prey right now, but uh, we'll see. I very, very rarely drop a game, but as of this moment right now with Prey, I'm kind of just beelining the main objectives. There's a lot of side stuff to do. I'm kind of just not worried about doing the side stuff, just kind of enjoying the main story mode, trying to get through it, but I don't like the way that I'm playing it. I'm kind of just playing it to get through it, so I don't know. I might have to put it down and try something else, but we'll see where that one goes. Still playing through Legend of Zelda. I am getting... Uh, very confident that that episode, the final episode, my final thoughts and opinions and everything should be coming out within two weeks. So we're going to do this episode. I got another uh, episode planned and I'm thinking the one after that I should be. I'm hoping I am done with The Legend of Zelda. I probably won't be done done, but like main story wise enough to get my episode and final opinions out. I got one more big temple thing to do and then the final boss fight and yeah so we're getting there man we're definitely getting there clocking in at about 130 hours now so i'm right in the middle of where everyone else was so i have one friend who finished it over 200 hours i have one friend that finished it in and around 70 i got one friend that's in and around where i'm at at about 100 115 120 so i'm predicting i'll probably be in and around that 150 mark uh depending on how much like lately i've just been kind of crushing side quests and getting going down underground and shit so i don't know well i'm hoping that i'll i'm definitely gonna have it done by the end of the year folks i promise you that but really hoping that uh i can get zelda done because i have another zelda episode that i'm planning to do but i don't want to release zelda stuff too close together so hopefully maybe a month or so after the tears of the kingdom review is up and done we'll get that another zelda game out that's not tears of the kingdom okay and then the only other game that i finally finished oh my god dude this game ace attorney uh phoenix Wright. goddamn man that game was so much longer than it needed to be way way overstayed it's welcome man it was a 25 plus hour game i was done at like 17 hours i'm like i'm good i made a horrible horrible error starting up that final case and it was like twice as long as any other case it just kept fucking going on at one point i got i got like i raged i was just like holy shit and i just turned it off and i said nope 
And then like four days later, it came back to, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm probably an hour left and I'll, I'll be finished it. But like, oh my God, it just dragged and dragged and dragged and dragged and dragged. I still liked it, but like, good God, it did. I, I, it didn't need that final case whatsoever. That game was just way too long. And like, it doesn't mix up the, the gameplay formula throughout the whole, it's just kind of the same deal, but a different story, same gameplay loop. So like, yeah, 25 hours of that was just way too much. I hope the next two are much, much shorter, or I'll just like not do all the cases, I guess, but I did like it. Again, I still recommend that Ace Attorney trilogy on sale. I got it for 13 bucks. Can't go wrong with that. Okay. So with that being said, again, I'll let you know, just let me know what y'all have been up to over the last week. And let's fucking talk about Pyre, man. This game freaking rules. I mean, Pyre, dude, I don't, oh my god, so before I even, I I have to talk about how incredible the soundtrack is in this game, dude, like, that opening song that I put in is, that might be one of my favorite gaming songs I have ever heard, I was so absolutely addicted to that song, to the fact that I would seek out this, the, the team that has that song, I played them more than anybody just so I can hear that song over and over and over again but this might be it's it's up there against bayonetta for my favorite soundtrack of the year so far i mean i am playing that final fantasy that's not really fair because that's just like 20 games of timeless music but jesus dude pyre has unbelievable music man absolutely stunning soundtrack i was just going through it and like front to back that that fucking soundtrack is absolutely incredible. I highly recommend... If you're not going to play this game, which, again, I highly recommend you do this, listen to the soundtrack at least, okay? So let's try and sell you on this game. So what is this game? So you're, it's an indie game. It's not your big AAA, but it is from Supergiant Games, who are if not the best indie developer out there right now. They are behind Hades and Bastion and other games like Pyre. And Hades is one of my favorite indie games I have ever played. Whatever year that came out, I forget if it was 2019 maybe. I don't remember. Whatever year that game came out, that was my game of the year by far. And my most surprising game, I'm just out of nowhere. I had no expectations for Hades. And that was my first super giant game. And... Uh, Pyre is my second, so I had expectations going into it. I lowered them a little bit just because I'm going backwards in their game logs, so Hades being probably their pinnacle, that is an unbelievable game. And Pyre, you know, that one kind of slipped through the cracks. I never really heard anybody talk about Pyre. It doesn't come up very often, which is surprising to me. Even when Hades came out, people weren't talking about their previous game Pyre all that much. I had a lot of interest in it when it came out because... A lot of people, whenever I would read anything about it, they're like, oh, it's kind of like basketball. I'm like, what? So I was just, I was very intrigued by that idea. And oh my goodness, is it so very much more than a basketball game? It is not even a basketball game. So you start this game, you are playing as the reader. You find yourself in the downside, which is basically like hell. 
and you are given an opportunity to lead a prestigious group called the Nightwings to try and earn your freedom back to the Commonwealth, which is basically here, Earth, you know, back to where your living was. And once you get there, you are trying to start a revolution to change the corrupt, crazy nature that is the Commonwealth. Because on the Commonwealth, or in the Commonwealth, there are leaders there that can send you to hell, basically, whenever the hell they want. So you're trying to start a group down there of of people and you're trying to make the commonwealth a better place where people don't just get banished whenever whatever however and all that great stuff so you're playing as the leader of the nightwings you are crippled though so you will not be participating in the matches you're just the leader basically so you get introduced to a, a small group of characters at the beginning and that's basically your team so what you're doing is you'll you'll get this team and you're traversing the downside aka hell so you go around with your team and oh my god you get this adorable little wagon that you're driving around in doesn't have like horses horses or anything they have these like little uh imps i think they're called drive imps and they kind of push the 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 wagon around and oh man they're so freaking cute so you're going around a whole variety of places on this map it's not like a big open world game you just kind of like i'm gonna go over to this place i'm gonna go over to this place takes a few seconds to get from one region to the next so you're quickly traversing around with your team and you're trying to search for rights to conduct so what is a right you might be asking well that is your main gameplay thing that you're going to be doing so you will start off with three members and a right is a three on three competition and your goal is to run the ball into the opponent's pyre and a pyre if you don't know is like those kind of like a big bowl that has fire in it that's a pyre and also the name of the game so you want to get to the ball and you want to avoid your opponents because your opponents they have a ver like there's a variety of classes you have your faster moving characters you kind of have your balance characters that can move around pretty good not too fast but not too slow and they have some decent strength and then you have your bigger tankier hulkier uh people who move slower but they can do big damage to the pyres and they can also generally like push people around pretty good so your goal is to get the ball into the pyre you each start with about a uh, hundred points we'll say and your goal is to run it down to zero and like i said so the smaller faster ones are going to have less damage they might do like 10 to 15 damage and then your bigger higher end characters would do like 30 35 damage to the pyre so you would like to get the big people in there but more it's, it's pretty tough it's pretty tough so each of the characters that you get along the way and your opponents, they each kind of have like a special ability. Uh, some of them can like hop, some of them can float and fly, some of them can teleport, some of them can jump. So the whole, there's a ton of strategy. I mean, you can change up and put a whole different group. Uh, some opponents that you're going up are all small. So you got to try and deal with them. You got other opponents that are more big. You got well-rounded teams. And oh my god, man, it is a ton of fun. Fast-paced gameplay. It's thought-provoking. It can be really challenging or simple. So that is one of the cool features of this game. So as you're going through, the more rights that you complete, you're going to start unlocking uh, these things called Titan Stars. And the more of them that you unlock, you can activate as many or none of them uh, along the way. But each one has like a little challenge to it and it'll give you a bonus amount of experience points 
So you can activate these stars. I think there's how many are there's 12 of them total. And a very fun trophy was to turn all 12 of them on and try and win a try and win a match. And I must admit that shit was edge of my seat, fucking intense, challenging, but so freaking fun. And yeah, man, these these Titan stars, they vary from very challenging to, you know, just kind of a minor uh, little tweaks. So some of them are like you start with less, um, what do you call it? Uh, less strength to your pyre. Your opponent can have more strength. Your opponents can be faster. They respawn faster. They're they're smarter. There's one that's just straight straight up makes their AI like so much better. And I will recommend to turn that one on uh, at some points because man, just playing against the uh, the higher AI like the smarter AI. I picked up a lot of really uh, helpful moves that you can do. There's so many, like, strategies, man. Again, you can be keep it very, very simple. You could basically just, like, run it up into the thing. But it's a lot more fun the more little challenges you put into it. So I like putting on the Titan Stars. Now, I wasn't running, like, all 12 of them on at one time. That was a one-and-done type of situation. But the more that you have on, like I said, the bigger bonus you'll get in experience... In your experience, uh, it's you know kind of minor RPG elements to this game. You'll whatever guys go in there, they'll get more experience than the ones that weren't playing the game. The ones that weren't playing will still get a little, but the ones that are in there are obviously going to get more experience. Once you level up, you'll get an opportunity to choose one out of two trees. You can pick a uh, skill to upgrade your person and they're pretty damn good skills i would say both trees it was generally a tough decision it's like ooh, those are both really good bonuses you know move faster uh, your abilities work better you can jump further teleport faster further and all that great stuff so i mean the gameplay of it it i mean i understand the basketball thing but I don't know. I would almost see it more like almost like football. Like you want to avoid uh, any contact with anyone because they all have these rings around them. And if you touch their ring if or if you get inside the ring, you'll die. And if you have the ball, your ring goes away. So you're very vulnerable and you want to avoid everybody. It's extremely fun. It is very, 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 very fun. <laughs> So then when you've completed enough rights, there's, I don't know, usually like two or three, then you're going to get an opportunity at a liberation right. So these ones are really important. So like I said, your whole goal is to get out of hell, basically. So a liberation right, if you win it, you get to select one team member that gets to go back to the Commonwealth. And it's a pretty weighty decision, I must admit. Like, as as you go along, you're learning a little bit more about the characters that you're with, and you learn uh, how they got here, what they're fighting for, what they did, what they want to do, and all that stuff. So it becomes a kind of a tough decision which one person you're going to send back up, and then you got to you know deal with all the people that are disappointed they didn't get the opportunity to go. And on top of that, there is the opportunity that you lose the liberation rate and then one of your opponents gets to go back home, which is like, so the stakes are pretty damn high at a liberation rate. Um, It's not like you don't have to win them. There's even a trophy for losing one. So they almost recommend you to lose it because interesting things happen when you lose a liberation rate, I must admit. I'm not going to spoil anything like that. But it, it is worthwhile to lose a liberation right just to kind of see what's going on. So why is it so important to send up the right person? Well, 
as I'm saying, you're going to learn everyone's kind of got a different gimmick. You know, you got kind of your straight good nature people, but then you have other people that were thieves in the Commonwealth and they, well, everyone was exiled for a reason. They did something bad. It could be, you know, they were exiled for something they didn't necessarily do or someone was after them, but some of them are straight up kind of evil. So you got to be careful at who you're sending up there. And yeah, I, I made my decisions. I felt really good. There were certain characters. I'm like, oh, there's no way I am sending you up there. And as far as I can tell, you don't get to send up everybody. So so you do have to make uh, a pretty smart and, like I said, difficult decision. Like, I, for the most part, I was pretty set on how I wanted to do things, but that's just me. But there were a few times I was like, because not it doesn't always let you choose whichever person. Sometimes it's like, oh, you can only pick out of these three out of the seven. You're like, fuck, I really wanted that person to go. And now, now it kind of fucking throws a wrench into your plans. So that is all very, very interesting. And then throughout, like, when you're not doing the rights and stuff, you're traveling from different areas and you can interact with your team. You can go into the wagon and inside of the wagon, there's a lot of interactable things. So I'll just say right now, there is a lot of reading in this game. A lot, a lot of reading. There's very minimal voice acting. And when there is voice acting, it's in like a different fucking language that I don't know. The only thing that is in English is kind of like the commentator. And it's not your typical commentator. They're not like, oh, we passed it over here. Oh, it's a goal. No, it's just like, oh, we're having the ceremonial rites and shit like that. It's pretty minimal, the voice acting. It's very reading heavy. And I'm not going to put it down as a negative, but I was playing through Ace Attorney at the time, which is a very heavy, heavy reading game. I was playing this game. I was playing Legend of Zelda, which is a lot of reading. So I didn't, I definitely got a little bit burnt out in the reading in this game. Especially there's uh, one thing inside of your wagon called the Book of Rights, which is basically just a big old fucking Harry Potter sized book of lore and little stories. So if you're into that shit, oh my god, you're you're going to feast on lore and and little interesting little stories and stuff. I just got so burnt out, man. Like almost every interaction you do, you'll unlock a page, you'll unlock two pages, you go read the page and yeah, some of it it just it's a little dry. It's yeah, it wasn't necessarily for me. I read up until I got the trophy for however much I was supposed to read, then I stopped reading it. I was like, and you don't even have to read it. You can just open up the pages and shit. But, you know, if you're not big on reading, you know, that that is a thing. There is a lot of it. And then you can speak to your party members. They'll generally have one person that's like looking for you and you can go in, have a conversation with them, learn a little bit about them, ask some questions and stuff. It's pretty good, pretty good. Every once in a while, you'll get an opportunity to choose a path and you can be like, oh, I'm going to go search for treasure with this party member. I'm going to go over here and search for a rare talisman with, with this party member. And then they'll get certain little bonuses and all that great little stuff. Find little treasures that you can go sell at the store. And then, of course, there's a store who has a... I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I... He was definitely annoying. He's like this little impy dude. And uh, he's always making these like <laughs> sounds like the whole entire time. You can tell him to shut up, but it was at my hopes that if I didn't tell him to shut up, I would get a trophy. I did not get a trophy, so you can tell him to shut up if you want to. But uh, yeah, he was a little bit annoying, but at the store you can buy talismans, which are little... Uh, 
what do you call them, uh, artifacts that you can attach to a party member. It'll give them a bonus and you can upgrade them. You can purchase upgrades at the store and there's like other weird little talismans that can give you really good slash bad bonuses to make things harder or not harder kind of deal. And you can upgrade the talismans up to level 20 and they got decent bonuses like uh, as the more you upgrade it, the more powerful it'll get. Like certain ones that I, the one that I really liked was uh, when you have the ball, it'll make you like 25% faster, shit like that. So those are nice to get. And then there is a lady, well, there's like a crystal ball that's in the wagon. And inside the ball, there's a lady named Sandra. I love Sandra. She's an awesome character, but she, you can chat with her and she'll tell you shit, but she'll also offer up these uh, challenge rights for every single party member, or at least most of them. And if you beat the little challenge, which is always a three-on-one fight, so it is a challenge. You got It's a little tough. Some of them are way harder than other ones. There was a couple there that really, really were challenging, especially with the worm. I was so terrible with the worm guy, but... Yeah, so if you beat that, she'll give you a really powerful talisman for that character, which gives them a very nice bonus. So always do the the challenge rights whenever they come available. And when you're traveling the map, this is a really cool feature that I liked. Uh, there's like you could see the other teams in their wagons like moving around, and I I crashed into one of them unknowingly. And then you have these like really funny interactions. And every other team, I think there's like eight or nine maybe ten or so other teams and each one has like a theme and their own characters and a leader and each leader is just like this fucking over-the-top ridiculous person but they're all trying to get out as well everyone's goal is to get the hell out of hell and whenever someone does get uh successful successfully gets out of the downside uh, a little bit later on after you'll get like a messenger and they'll come down and they're gonna tell you how how your decision was like did you make the right decision did they go up there and just kind of go back into their old ways of, of terrorizing the commonwealth or did they start to move the ball along and start to get this revolution going know what i'm saying so at the beginning you know once you start to meet these characters you're gonna know pretty quickly which ones you probably should and shouldn't send up there it's i mean i i'm not gonna spoil anything i'm not gonna say i'm just gonna let people make their own decisions but it was awesome it was very cool Speaking of very cool, this game does have local multiplayer, you know, split screen, which is quite different. It's usually the other way around where it's online multiplayer only. I didn't get an opportunity to try out the multiplayer, but I must say, just playing this game, if this game had online multiplayer, I think it could be an absolute fucking hit, man. Like, I I love the three-on-three aspect, and everyone's got classes. There would be so much strategy and so many different varieties of teams and, and builds. And, oh, it, I think it would be absolutely spectacular. If they were to make another Pyre, I would love it if they would put this game online multiplayer. I think it would be a ton of fun. I'm not going to make that a negative or anything. It's a small... It's not a big AAA developer, so I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that they even put in the local multiplayer. I think that is a fantastic touch. So that's essentially the gameplay loop. You will go and do rights. You will upgrade your characters, find treasures, and buy treasures, and working your way to a liberation rate to send one of your party members up, rinse, and repeat. And you'll meet new people. You'll get new party members. You'll face harder opponents. The game can get harder if you want it to, like I said, with the Titan Stars. So with the gameplay out of the way, let's let's talk about the graphics a little bit. So... 
It is an indie game, but I mean, indie games does not mean that the graphics are not spectacular. This game has a beautiful art style, similar to Hades. It's kind of like watercolory, painty, but it, it just looks fantastic, man. There's so much detail in the backgrounds, and I mean, just the wagon itself. The wagon has so much inside of it. There's so many little interactable trinkets, and each one you can touch And as you're meeting new people. They bring in little interactable trinkets, and it's pretty awesome, man. There's a lot of detail going into um, into this world, and lots of really, uh, what do you call it, uh, spectacular, I guess is a word I'm going to try out. Spectacular locations that you're visiting. I mean, it's you got like these bog fucking swamps and shit. You got uh, nice, what am I thinking of here? Like a foresty area. There's a like frozen tundra a lot of just the classic stuff but there's a really good variety to each one of them it feels really fun just like traveling around the the locales and even throughout the map you'll find these like little interactable spots on the map and they'll like kind of be like oh hey down there there's like this fucking mountain or some shit and then your characters will talk about it and shit so there's there's a lot going on into this like very well crafted little world it's very very pretty and the character designs are fucking really, really interesting, man. There's, uh, so like I said, you got a variety of different teams and everyone's kind of got a different leader theme. Like there's people that look like giant ogre creatures. There's talking dogs with mustaches. There's tree people that have the best music ever, I must say. It's the tree people that have that banger of a song that I put at the beginning. Oh my God, dude. Uh, there's kind of regular people they're that I don't know they're kind of not elves but uh there's kind of big elfy looking people with horns and shit I really like the character designs they're very varied they look very creative and yeah I, I really like the characters in this game let's talk a little bit about these characters this is uh now it's not like the greatest cast of characters the only problem that I had with this game or not the only problem. One problem is, like, the character development is good. Like, you're talking with them, you're learning more about them, and you'll unlock their bio or bios, and it'll have all their information in there. It's just, like, it's a lot of reading, and there wasn't, like... I wish they had some more, like, specific missions that you're doing for that person, or... Like, they all kind of have that. Like, each... A uh, member of the party kind of has a rival on another team somewhere out there. Someone that's like the same species as them kind of deal. But I wish it got a little bit deeper because I really, really liked a lot of these characters. I just wish it got a little bit deeper. You know what I'm saying? But you got Bertrude. Oh my God. She's just like this really evil kind of magical witch. But I liked her. She had a really good move set where she can hop around. She did a lot of damage to the pyre, but she couldn't move very well. Sir Gilman was the one I was really bad at. He's like a worm, a worm knight. He's all fucking, oh, I'm, I have great honor and respect and all that stuff. He was good. He moved around really fast. He could, he had a really good jump where it like, once you unlock his his talisman, you can send him fucking flying with that jump. Just send him flying over everybody. Not bad. Hedwin, he was the kind of the uh, very balanced character in the game. He's not super fast, but just very well balanced. I really liked Hedwin. And there's another person that's just like him. 
I don't know. I don't see her name here, but I really liked using her. And Hedwin was just a really good guy. Like, you know, right away, he's very friendly. He's very nice. So, yeah, I sent him up there pretty early. Jodariel, Jod- Jodariel, she's the big demon woman. She's scary and mean, but she's one of the... There's like th- three originals that you got. You got Hedwin, Jodariel, and Rookie. So those are kind of your three. A good mix. Like, that's a good team to start off with. You got Rookie, who is a very fast dog with a mustache. Joe Dariel's a, a slow, big, strong person. Headwind, nice balance. And then you got Pamitha. She's um, like a harpy. She was pretty good. I liked her characters, kind of like, oh, darling and stuff. And she was, she had a pretty interesting backstory where she was kind of banished from her own, like, harpy group. And she was trying to fix what she did wrong and I thought that was kind of cool she was a good character too she had like a floating ability where she could float over obstacles she was pretty decent Rookie, like I said he's one of the OGs he's a dog he's fast he's a thief he's uh he was a little you know uh, a little risky of a character like I was a little it took me a little bit to judge like is this guy good or is he bad once you once you know you know Oh my god, little Tizo. So Tizo, one of my favorites. He's um he's one of the drive imps, but he just like proved himself to be like the best of the drive imps and was able to start taking uh participating in the rights. So he's just this adorable little like fuzzball, very cute. I think it might be he might have been my most used in uh in the gameplay cuz he can just like shift really fast around and once i unlocked his upgraded talisman it virtually cost no stamina to move this dude around so he was almost my cheat code like when i when i was going up against someone i thought was difficult tizo was always going to be one of the three going in there just moved around so fast i love that guy uh ah vagabond that's the other girl that's uh she's very similar to hedwin just a very fucking good all-around solid character then you got Volfred Sandalwood. This is kind of the guy that's, uh, well, it says he's the leader of the Nightwings, but I feel like I am as the reader. But he's the one that starts the whole revolution plan. He's the one that lays it down. Like, all right, we got to start a revolution. And he's kind of like setting it all up as you go along. So he's a good one. You eventually get to use him as in the rights, but it takes a little bit for him to get there. And then, of course, you have all your opponents. I mean... They're all just a cast of characters. Uh, Barker Ashpaw is is the one that really stands out to me. He's like this super punk dog with the with the spiky collar and stuff. He's and they all have really like funny little backstories and shit. So like I, I enjoyed a lot of them. I can't. Oh, who's my boy? His name was like Gall or something. But anyway, uh, the main dude that I was uh, I really hated. I'm not sure he's like necessarily your main rival but his name is Orelek and he shows up later in the game not going to tell you much about him but pretty much he boils down as like he was my main opponent he was the first one that beat me and then I just had a fucking vendetta on that guy I was like you're dead your friends are dead your dog is dead everyone you know is dead so I I don't know if it's just because of my competitive nature and I hate losing why I develop such like a, a fucking intensity to take that fuck down and he's talking shit to you and stuff I'm like fuck you I'm the best now and he's like no I'm the best I always was always will be I'm like what are you Bret Hart anyway really awesome cast of characters and then you got some of like the 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 side ones like I already talked about Sandra really like Sandra she's just a 
awesome character. She'll tell you to come along and like, oh, just chat with me and shit. She was one of my favorite throughout the game. You got Tariq. He's, um, they call him the lone minstrel. He'll come along uh, with you. He kind of guides you through the lands and he'll guide you into the rites uh, with the gods and shit. He likes to play music and sing his nice little songs and stuff. He's pretty awesome. I liked him. I mean, other than the fucking... Oh, man, I just had his name. What's his name? I had it. I had it. I'm going to get it here. Hold it. Hold. Wait. Falcon Ron. So Falcon Ron is like the only character that annoyed me a little bit, but uh, I didn't I didn't tell him to shut up, so I guess he's, he's not that bad. But again, it's not a negative because you can literally tell him to shut up and he'll shut up. So there's that. Yeah, but otherwise, I liked all the characters. I, I've been playing a lot of games recently that have just excellent cast of characters i'm not gonna say that this is like some of the best ones that i've seen this this year but it's up there i really really got attached to some of these characters especially my little tizo oh oh tizo you're so freaking cute you adorable little fuzzball you i just mm, i'm gonna hug that little bastard all right so we talked a little bit about the soundtrack and everything already i already the opening song i just oh my god dude like i really don't tend to ever stop and just listen to a video game soundtrack i feel like i get enough of it playing through the game i don't really need to go and listen to the soundtrack again but i don't know this game is really tempting me because every song was just so fucking good man oh can't go wrong with the soundtrack in this game absolutely excellent and like i said lots of reading in this game not that much voice acting but it's still all good still really good Oh, also, there's this really neat thing when you're reading. It's almost like a dictionary. So when you're reading, there'll be like highlighted words and you can go to the word. It can and it'll just have a little description or a little bit of lore about what it is. If it's talking about one of the gods or something like, oh, this god put in its name will be highlighted. You can highlight over the name and it'll tell you its little backstory. Love that touch. It's oh, that's I wish more games would have that little detail because really really enjoyed that i thought that was awesome because how many times you're reading through something you're like what the fuck is what is that thing and then you can just sit there and have a little definition of it excellent excellent touch i loved it and then like i said with the story uh each character they have a bio with the info on there uh describing what they did in the commonwealth the crime that they did how long they've been in exile there's some characters that have been in exile for like 20 years there's other ones that have only been there for a year or two and that also plays into your decision making you're like oh fuck like this person's really awesome but they've only been here for two years and like this person kind of sucks but they've been stuck down here for 20 years so i mean that can kind of play into the the decision making sometimes really neat and it absolutely stuck the landing in this game the the finale was great i really liked how the story was coming along and i like the decisions that you get to make along the way they feel really weighty and intense especially that last one like holy shit dude i was just like oh boy what am i what am i gonna do because at the end they really put a big decision on you you're like fuck what do i do and again i felt very strongly about what i was going to do i'm not gonna say anything no spoilers or anything but the only thing that I will say is that you do get to learn the fate of everybody. You get to learn the fate of your opponents. You get to learn the fate of all the people that you're interacted with in the game. And I thought that was mwah, absolutely loved the ending of this game. I didn't cry. I swear to you, I didn't cry. You can believe me or not, but I did not cry. I swear. So that was spectacular. I, I love when a game will will tell you the outcome of everybody and how everything went. And I haven't explored to see. I imagine that you can have different endings. 
or whatever. But the game is got uh, quite a good amount of replayability. Like you can just uh, go and have a right whenever you want. You can pick whatever characters. It's just kind of like a, a practice mode you can play. And like I said, you can play uh, against a, a friend, uh, not online, but local. So you can sit there and play over and over and over again. I didn't find myself like, I didn't like, I don't know. I feel, I don't think I would overly play it uh, outside, like by myself in like a practice mode. I would play it with someone else. I think that would be a lot of fun, uh, but I would feel kind of bad because I've already gotten through the game. It would, it didn't take all that long to get the feel for this game. It's, it's a little hard to explain it, but once you get going, like after the first right, I was like, oh, okay, I get this. I understand what's going on. This is fucking awesome. So, with that being said, I think we've kind of touched on everything that I want to talk about without spoiling anything, I hope. So, let's kind of run it down. Let's go through the cons and the pros of this game. We'll give it a score, and we will send you on your way. So, the things that I didn't like about this game, like I said, not the biggest negative. It just kind of was something at the time. I was playing a lot of reading-heavy games, so this game has a ton of reading. And especially that Book of Rights, it's a fucking Harry Potter book of... It's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of reading. But if you love, if you love reading and you love lore and everything, tons of it, tons of it in this game. So that one's just for like up to you. If you like that shit, cool. It's a positive. If you don't, then it's a negative, I guess. And like I said, the character relationships, they were good. It's not like they were bad or anything. I just wish they went deeper. I feel like they had an opportunity with a very strong cast of characters. Dive into it a little bit deeper. Go a little bit deeper into their stories. But again, it's an indie developed games so it's not like they're gonna have a whole bunch of like flashback scenes and stuff like that but I think it would have been really fun maybe an extra quest or something to maybe solo missions like you and that particular party member and you get to learn a little bit more of like why they did what they did or something like that I feel like they could have went a little bit deeper with it but it was not bad definitely not bad but I had to you know I was pulling for straws for some things to say badly about this game but there really ain't that much Pros. I mean, geez, pick pick your pick your thing. You got great story. I enjoyed the story. I thought the characters were great. The decision making, I felt like it had a lot of weight to it. The gameplay, the three on three rights and everything, I thought they were very fun. Lots and lots of strategy and variety to it. You can go in there with a three different people of all different types. You can go in there with similar types, whole bunch of different strategies. Make it as fucking batshit crazy hard as you want, or you can make it as easy. You get a whole bunch of variety of settings of difficulty from lowest to highest. There's a lot of middle ground there. You can put on from 1 to 12 different things, uh, little challenge bonuses, I mean, yeah, and it's got a solid, fun RPG element to it, where you're leveling up your characters, which I thought was pretty nice, but it wasn't, like, super duper hardcore or anything, so it's not gonna be, like, oh, I gotta get this little extra stat boost on this, but if you are playing on, like, with the 12 Titan Stars on, then maybe you wanna go really, really deep with your strategies, I just, I didn't need that. I thought the mu- the music is oh my god it's good holy shit like like I said if you're not going to play this game at least go listen to the soundtrack at least while you're playing something else I, I swear it is spectacular it is so good I might have to go and and check out Bayonetta again again and see which one I like better because this one oh my god it's it is absolutely spectacular really enjoyed the art style to this game thought it was a very good looking game and it's going to look good for a very long time because of the art style that they chose 
it's an awesome fucking game, man. I was absolutely uh, uh, blown away might be a little bit much because I've had my eye on this game for a very long time. I'm just really happy that I finally pulled the trigger on this bitch. I got nervous when I kind of jumped the line and skipped up to Hades, but you're definitely, you're going to be just fine. You can go back and play their prior games. I'm telling you, Pyre holds up amazingly. It's an incredibly fun game. One of one of my favorite games that i played so far this year. So, out of 10, what am I going to score this bitch? It's getting an 8.5 out of 10. This is a great game with a lot of great things to it. It's a little bit reading heavy, like I said, but don't miss out on this game because it's an indie game, because it's a reading heavy game. Trust me, there's a lot of things to love about this game. I already went over all of it, but hopefully my my sales pitch went well and you're on your way to purchasing Pyre right now. It's also a cheap game right now. I can't I, I imagine you can get it for under $20. Highly recommend it. It's a that's one of the great things about indie games. You get these amazing experiences for a fraction of the price of a AAA game and a lot of the times you just won't get a personal experience that you will in a AAA game that you will in an indie game. There's just something about an indie game that just connects with me so much more than a AAA game will. It's a smaller team of people working on something that they love, and oh my god, can you ever feel it in this game? Highly recommend Pyre. I imagine I'm going to be talking about it at the Xyz at the end of the year and my favorite games of the year. It's... uh I'll, I'll tell you now, it's on the list right now, but there's still five more months of the year to go, and there's still some pretty big games that I plan on playing this year, but Pyre has a fantastic chance to uh, to, to stay on this list. It's a freaking awesome game. Highly recommend you go check this game out, especially if you happen to miss it and you're a fan of Hades. Now, it doesn't play like Hades. It's, it's quite different to Hades, but... It feels, you know, it's got that atmosphere that Hades kind of had. That art style, art style was kind of similar. And oh man, I I really did like this game quite a bit. So at my recommendation, please go out and play Pyre. And that is the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. You can always go back and check out any of the prior GX Gamer Casts. There's 50 of them now. There are 50 other ones you can go check out. Top 10 lists, other retrospectives. Uh, versus series we got um yeah so in terms of episodes that we're going to be doing in the future at some point tears of the kingdom finale episode is going to be coming with my final verdict and upcoming i have a nhl games i'm going to be talking about nhl games just a whole bunch of them so nhl games were a big part of my gaming history so i am going to be talking about hockey games Uh, i feel like as now is probably a good time now that we're kind of in the off season of the nhl uh maybe people won't get like maybe there's a little bit of hankering for some hockey talk so we'll talk about some old nhl games on the I don't know if it's going to be 100% the next one, but more than likely, because I already have it all pieced together. So if you have questions about old NHL games, send them in now, and I will I will love to answer them on the show. That would be awesome. I'll shout you out and all that great stuff. We have great conversation. It'd be a lot of fun. In terms of where you can get a hold and send in your questions, there's an email address you can send your questions to, a Twitter page you can send questions in there, even though I know Twitter is kind of dead, but I'm still over there, I'm, I'm not dead, I'm there. And of course, these all get uploaded to the YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos, link is down there below, and they'll be there. That's a great place to leave comments about this podcast, other podcasts, podcasts that you might want me to do, or just, just anything, man, like send in your questions, don't be shy. 
And yes, thank you again, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus cast. You be good, everybody. Enjoy whatever day you're listening to this on. Hopefully, it's the weekend. So have a great weekend.